trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides randy and rob and sometimes a guest welcome to talking trash i'm rob and i'm randy and this is our show where we review and rate trash plates and meat sauce competitions what oh my gosh this is our first uh zoom episode so it's probably going to be even more awkward than usual so be ready for some long pauses like that one okay (laughs) our guest this week is a show favorite back again by popular request it's pat Hey, how's it going, guys? Live uh, from quarantine. Just, uh, you know, glad to be on the show. Giving me something to do uh, in the evening here. Yeah. How are uh, how you feeling, Pat? How's the family doing? Okay. Uh, family, we're, we're all doing all right. But, uh, you know, I was telling Rob a little bit before the show, today was a tough day. Today was just a little, uh, you know, getting a little stir crazy, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was I was feeling the quarantine today for sure. I I ate a lot more cheese and chocolate than usual. It was uh, a rough day for the cheese supply. Randy, how was your day? Uh, it was it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Just kind of relaxed. Um, I don't have kids, so quarantine hasn't been too bad really for me. Um, so I think you know I'm living. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's what we're all trying to do. So. Uh, this week is a little bit different than, than our previous weeks. Um, Pat and his, his wife, Randy, and I and some other friends went to, Randy, what was it called again? Rock the Sauce competition. And Randy, would you like to describe it for our, our listeners? Sure. Um, so this is the fifth year they've done it. They do it at the Burgundy Basin Inn. I just found out about it this year, but essentially they had about, what, 12 to 15 um, local restaurants come um, in their big banquet room and they all set up a little stand where they have their own meat sauce cooking and you can go around and you get the little Dixie cup and they fill it up with their meat sauce and you get to try it. And then in the middle, it's like a horseshoe shape. In the middle of the horseshoe, they have a buffet of make your own garbage plate, tra- trash plate. So they had the hot dogs, the hamburgers, they had the potatoes, they had the mac salad, they had baked beans, um, pretty much all the toppings you'd want. And then the best part is you got to go to any of the um, local restaurants and get their meat sauce or more than one meat sauce if you wanted to on top of it. So um, I'm going to, spoiler alert, it was awesome. I don't think we have to wait till the end of this to say I'd rate this, uh, I forgot our rating system, five out of five, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think this was one of the coolest um, food expos, I guess, I've been to. I've been to Plate of Palooza a couple times, Pasta Palooza. I think this is one of the best setup ones. So what uh, what did you think, Pat? Yeah, just kind of piggybacking off of what you said. I thought the the structure of the of the whole uh, thing was, was really fun. It was cool. Um, it's crazy, like, just the, the different styles of meat sauces. You really get to kind of get into, like, the nuance out of all of them. Uh, when you're, you know, when you're sampling like so many different flavors. Um, and again, I think uh, something like this is just really cool. Cause right. We've there's, you know, it's been kicked around on the show before 
how uh, similar trash plates can end up tasting because it's like mm-hmm. the, the four or five common ingredients. And so then like when you can really break down like a single ingredient and figure out like what you like, what you don't like, it's just kind of a cool thing. Um, or, and also too, right, just to see how different places do it differently um, was, was a just cool thing to experience. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and before we go any further, we've got to give a couple shout outs um, to Bill and Brian from Dickies and our friend Joe, uh, who we play hockey with. Um, Joe's the manager at Dickies and um, we definitely uh, owe them some thanks because they got us some free tickets for, for me and Randy. So that was really cool of them. And uh, so thanks to those guys. Um, and I would, I would echo everything you guys just said. I thought the fest was, was really good, well run. My only very minor complaint, the Mac salad wasn't that great. And the burgers were regular burgers and not cheeseburgers. But, you know, it was really all about the meat sauce. And, and for that, that was incredible. Yeah, the like the way they did the whole like plate buffet was I don't know to me was just weird. It might have just been me. Like I don't I I don't know. It was because they kind of just like they let you go around and sample the meat sauces, but then just like in the middle of that, they're just like, all right, the buffet's open, go there when you want. But a lot of people weren't because they were everyone was trying to sample all these meat sauces. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it was just kind of like weird how they just like haphazardly were like, go get trash plates when you know when you're <laughs> you're trying to try all these meat sauces. Like I feel like if they had waited like a like 20 minutes or so they could have um it would have i don't know it just would have been like a more structured nicer experience i guess i don't know it was it was just weird it just was like a weird feeling i had i remember while doing it yeah um this might be the first time we disagree pat i thought it was perfect i uh i try to think of a better way to do it but i really i understand what you guys are saying though the food was a little bit like it wasn't fresh necessarily right the burgers weren't you know, Max yeah. Salad wasn't, wasn't the best, but at the same time, um, I guess I wasn't expecting a garbage plate buffet. So I was just so happy that they had one and they gave us a ticket to only go through once, but they weren't really collecting tickets. Yeah. So it was pretty much all you can eat also. Um, you described this when we were there, Randy, I believe as a classic um, banquet buffet or banquet style garbage plate. I yes. thought, and I thought, I think that's an accurate description. Yeah. Also let me, uh, I'll be clear. I don't have in my head any other better way to do it. <laughs> like I think, right. Kind of what Randy's saying is like, this was probably re- realistically the only good way you could do it. And also partially probably our own fault. Like we went towards, I think towards the end of it. Cause we had, we were slowly making our way around trying all the meat sauces and whatnot. And so by the time we had finished and wanted to get a plate, I think we were kind of like in the last third of people who were like getting trash plates there. But um, so right. Part of that is like our own doing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, it was just, it was a little weird, but again, it was probably more me. Than I thought the setup was fine. Again, just, I, I really prefer a cheeseburger you know, putting a bunch of meat to sit out there on, on those like hot stations, they're going to, they're going to get a little dried out. The pasta salad could have used a little more salt. And uh, aside from that, it was fine. I thought it was, I think the setup and the process was good. Um, the way we went about it, we kind of did a lap because the, the meat sauces were all arranged uh, around the perimeter of the room. And so we all tried every meat sauce and then did the plate at the very end which I thought was a good way to do it. Pat, I'm back to agreeing with you, actually. Um, oh. I, cause Pat said that we kind of did it. We kind of did it a little bit wrong. Uh, 
and uh, I did it extremely wrong. So they filled up the meat sauce like all the way to the top of each of the Dixie cups. And I just ate all of the meat sauce and every one of the Dixie cups. So I'd say, I know Pat and Rob, you guys got a little bit ahead of our group. So you guys were moving a little quicker. Yeah. Um, I'd say about the seventh out of 12th place is when I realized this was a horrible idea. I was already feeling kind of sick and full. And so I decided not to eat the full cup of meat sauce as I kept going around. But by the time I got to the garbage plate, I was done. Like yeah, I was, I was not oh. feeling good. Yes, I am all in with you there, Randy. Like I, I had the exact same feeling. Like by the time we were done sampling all the meat sauces, I was just like, "Oh my god, I still have to like try at least one or two of these on a trash plate." I cannot figure out how. <laughs> you know, I just like forced myself to like eat eat some of the trash plate, and it was, uh, yeah. So in the future, we right exactly what you're saying. Just only have like maybe a, a half of what they're giving you for a sample or whatnot, because yeah, you're, it's surprising how fast you can get full on this stuff. Yeah. And it's also fast to figure out if you like it or not. So you could just have a little sip or a little taste. And if it's not good, just cut your losses and, and talk yeah. and just eat the full samples of the ones you really like. Because I, I thought half of them I really liked and the other half were okay. Well, I kind of went in there thinking I was going to be like a tough guy. Like, yeah, I'm going to eat everything they give me. I'm going to eat every, every piece of meat sauce they give me. And I, I mean, that was stupid. I'm not even close to a tough guy. There's no way I can eat that much food. Oh, come on, Randy. You're a tough um, and then I guess I'll just say here, I was definitely sick the next day. Now, part of it, I think was, I was getting sick anyways, but I did have to leave oh, work super early <laughs> the next day. Like <laughs> by super early, like, uh, eight o'clock into a seven thirty uh day and uh yeah i left early so i learned a lot though like pat said you know we learned for next year so so to actually get into the the ratings my thinking is let's just talk about the ones we really liked and not trash the ones that we didn't quite love because i think that's not gonna help anybody really what sure. do you guys think well it definitely helped people but it's not going to be nice to do right is yes. that what you're we're trying to be uh correct <laughs> i mean if we tell people which ones to stay away from that would help people yes because there, there was there was one that was not so good and there was we another can, one and another one yeah well we could do it in a roundabout <laughs> way if we tell people where to go then but you know it's uh you can geographically either... <laughs> yes <laughs> well and also uh location wise like yeah where where you want to go because then they can't go to the places that are bad because that's not the places we told them to go yeah okay without naming them so let's let's do our top top few that we you know we just do top three i got top three here if that's okay top three works man uh randy you want to go first yeah um so in third let's go third place first third place i said webster what about you guys um i would say yeah, you know what? I like Webster Hots. I think that was that was my third place as well. Yeah, third for me, third was tough because it was. I felt like there was a, and like from third, fourth, and fifth was like all really close for me. But mm -hmm. th for me, third was a bathtub billies that they had yeah. there. That they they had like a very classic meat sauce. I thought that was really good. No comment, uh, Pat. I'm back to disagreeing with you. <laughs> Um, but I will say, always disagree. I will say Webster was different. I thought than the, t my one and two, but I thought it was delicious. I thought it was great. Um, mm -hmm. we'd already been there, but it was awesome. I thought the Webster hots was a really, it was a very thin, the meat was finely minced. It was trashy in like a good way. 
And I, I thought it was like the perfect classic plate sauce. And, and I would agree, Randy, we've been there. That was my third. Bathtub Billy's was my fourth. So I, I'm kind of close by with you on that one, Pat. Yeah, and, and for me, same. It was for me. It was flip flop. Bathtub Billy's was third. Webster was fourth. And uh, yeah. right, and, and they were both very similar styles. I thought for me, just Bathtub Billy's did it slightly did better. Bathtub Billy's win like an award. It was one of the winners. They were the defending champs the previous year. So not the year this year where we went, but the year before. It was they had won like yeah, like the viewer not viewer's choice, but like the taster's choice, I guess. Gotcha. I mean, sometimes, you know, in sports, a team wins the Super Bowl one year and comes in last place the next year. You know, it doesn't automatically mean that they're going to be good the next year. Sometimes, too, your favorite team gets to four Super Bowls in a row and loses all four of them. So, you know, whatever. It's all good. That that happens for sure. Um, what was everybody's second favorite? Mine are tied. So I'm going to do first and second together. I thought, um, was it – you're you're doing t- you're doing first and second tied. You can't. So wouldn't they be tied for first, Randy? Yeah, we yeah, or tied for second with no first. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you're, I don't know. Okay. However, you guys want to look at it. I had these two about equal, uh, and I think they're going to be close to yours. So, I, was it Rock Chicken and Burgers? Is that the name of it? Rock style. Rock style chicken and burgers mm-hmm. and five eight five Rock and Burger Bar. I had those two pretty much tied i think 585 slightly edged it out what do you guys think i i I gave so um standalone if you were to like eat a bowl of just meat sauce rock style was great it was which we pretty much all did actually if you put it on (laughs) that's why at the so at the very end um it was for me it was down to those same two rock style and 585 rock and burger bar and so i got my plate and i went to Rock and Burger Bar, and I was like, "Hey, can I get like one scoop?" He's like, "If you give me your ticket for the best one," and I'm like, "I can't." I'm like, I, "I'm holding off." He's like, "Okay, whatever." He was not happy, and then I went to Five Eight because I, I thought going into a Rock Style was going to be the best. Oh, on its own, it was the best, but actually, as part of a cohesive garbage plate, I thought Five Eight Five was better. It was it was spicy. A little was uh, sweet. It, it was it was awesome, Pat. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so for my second one, a similar experience, but a completely different place. My my second favorite was uh, Karma's. Um, they're they're like a food truck, and so their meat sauce was very different. Like it had a very like Indian flavors kind of to it, like a lot of like coriander, turmeric, like that sort of stuff. Um, and so I thought their their meat sauce was delicious when I sampled it. When I put it on, so I did my top three. I put on a uh, on on my trash plate just to see like which one which ones worked the best and karma's like did not really work on the trash plate. It was just like, I don't know. It just, it just didn't taste great. Um, I still liked it. Just like the meat sauce itself was so good. I still kind of edged them out over back to Billy's as far as just like its taste, but it's, um, and also too, again, this is where I get a little confused because the quality of the plate itself wasn't great. Like we were talking about like the burgers were, it was a very banquet style kind of plate so i think maybe if the other ingredients were a little better maybe it works a little more i don't know but uh don't you think that it would have been kind of cool if they made an indian style garbage plate that had like kebabs or i don't know something yeah that would be awesome like i think something something like that exactly exactly or right instead of maybe uh for your starch right instead of maybe home fries you throw in some like seasoned rice or something like that'd be cool yeah um could work really good i don't know awesome and and we do have to give, give a shout out to Dickies that you know our friend Joe made their their sauce which was pretty 
it was definitely interesting. It was, it was different. You could di definitely taste this like underlying kind of beer flavor, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I thought it was good. It was up there. For sure. Yeah. Your, so when you think of Indian food, do you go straight to kebabs? No, I, I said shawarma platter. <laughs> I just, I'm just wondering because usually I don't, I don't put those I'm so, together. I'm sorry, Rob. What, you, you said what? Sh shawarma platter. <laughs> oh, shawarma. Okay. I could have sworn you said oh something my gosh. else before. We just, guys, I think we're getting Zoom bombed. Hey, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, it's Andy, another favorite on the show. What's going on? I didn't see the invitation till now. Yeah. I was like, are those guys doing their podcast? And I checked. Yeah, you texted me earlier. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it, man. I would say these two guests are probably tied for first and second, right? Our <laughs> well, best guests. Well, so some would guess? say we're tied for second. Some okay. Say, Andy, but go first. first. Inside go joke first. of Randy being unable to pick a first and a second <laughs> place for the meat sauce company. Oh, yeah. I'm picking right up on that. <laughs> it was a great joke the so first time. So hard to pick up there. I, I did want to – Andy didn't make it to the meat sauce competition, but um, I do want to talk about uh, – there was a meat – there was two other meat sauces before I forget. Um, one of them was very gravyish. Oh, I don't yeah. want to say the name, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't very well liked. And and um, another one I had to spit out. It was that bad, but we're not going to name names. No, I think it's fair to bring that up. We're not going to name names. One I wrote the following notes. Not sure. Cannot put my finger on it. Tasted like a funeral parlor smells. Floral taste. Not bad, just weird. And we will not say where that was. I just remember the worst one I had, like, going up to the place. I uh, overheard the guy who, who was running his booth, and he was talking up some other guy, like, oh, yeah, you, I only use, like, the best beef, the best this, that, you know, like, really talking up the flavors that he, he put in it. So I was really pumped. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> And I had like a half a sip and I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> and just like threw the rest out because it was just bland. It was, it was just gross. I know exactly what one you're referring to. It was, I'm a big fan of fatty foods. Nothing could be too fatty for me. And yeah. this tasted like just oil with no flavoring at all. It was so just, it was just grease. Like uh, yeah. grease doesn't bother me usually, but this was pretty bad. And there like wasn't any spice. There wasn't any like seasoning no. to it. Yeah, it was just. Ugh. And one ugh. other one, the one that was like a very loose chili, that was just like very water. It was like a chili that didn't come together and didn't taste mm -hmm. that good. And again, we will not say where that one was from, but it rhymes with. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was gonna we, say, is that some sort of inside joke? Why not name names? We're not naming names. We're not trying to put any. We're trying. This is. We're trying to uplift restaurants. Andy, we don't think it would help anybody, right, Rob? We said it would. It would not help the restaurant. It would help people avoid getting bad meat sauce. Listen, we're only here for positivity. We want to keep it positive. We don't want to slam these restaurants. Put them down. We want to uplift now. the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I, so I. I was gonna say. Uh, I can't remember if it was Grinnell's or Bocaccini's. One of them had like an interesting like it was an italian place and it had an interesting italian flavor almost like a saucy oh, flavor it was like anise right one of them it was um what anise 
the like black licorice flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. That was it actually. And I thought it was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I liked it. It was different. I think yeah, I think that was Boca Genius. I think. Mm, no. no, it was McArdle's. Mm. Okay. I wrote that down. Yeah. It was good. And oh, and, and we gotta give a sh- well, I didn't write it down, but there was a, a baker who had really good cookies and all sorts of just awesome baked goods there. Do you anybody remember what that was that place was called? I don't, but it was I a really good palate hand. cleanser. Yeah, it was and also made us super full so we couldn't finish our actual garbage. <laughs> yeah, actually now that I'm thinking back, that was probably why I got so full. Maybe not so much from the meat sauce, from the yeah, like ten cookies and brownies I had in between each tasting of meat sauce. Yeah, that could have been it. But we we had a good we had a good crew too. It was you know, and we went with our friend Aaron and Daphne. Like they they were there and they had a bar, slinging local brews, which were <laughs> that is exactly how we we lapped them up like a like a cat laps milk. Um, <laughs> it was, but that was included in your ticket price. Oh, and there was also a very pushy woman selling um, raffle baskets, like very pushy. I had a very different experience. She she did not even let me know that there were raffle tickets. I would have bought a million dollars worth. The bakery One, is called oh, exaggeration. Nope. I, I had brought a million dollars to spend and I didn't spend a single penny. So I guess she did me a favor. Okay. Sorry to interrupt that with that really funny joke, Randy. Um, thank you. Uh, the bakery was called Amato's. Nice. So yeah, shout were, out to them because it was awesome. They yeah. had Rice Krispie treats and uh, Fruity Pebble treats, oh, yeah. which was delicious. And then I, I think one other thing we should mention is that like any wedding, the they got up there on, on, on the front of the stage from like very far away from us because it's like a very long banquet hall and we were like in the way back. And this woman just I feel like was talking for 45 minutes and no one cared at all about anything she was saying. It was, it was kind of funny. What was her name? Uh, nope. I don't know. Name her name. His or her name. It could have been anybody, any gender, anything. New segment, name their name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jenny. <laughs> it, it was fine. We We couldn't really hear and it was kind of about stuff we didn't, really have much invested in but overall the event i you know except for pat hating it we all thought it was pretty well run i didn't hate it ah, this is you know pat how about you run it next year you think that you could do better no oh, i specifically said i could not do better and i didn't know how to fix any of the problems that i had actually i did it did make me think of another issue though uh just a, a non-representation of the actual like hot places you know like around plato hot empire hots like a lot of those like kind of heavy hitters weren't there that was just kind of curious yeah it was a lot of banquet banquet places food trucks random places that yeah you that's a good point yeah like the classic like uh the classic like just trash plate places that you would kind of when you think of a trash plate and think of meat sauce that these places that you think about yeah i mean really the closest one to those kind of places was webster hots and they're fairly new you know they're i think they're they've only been around a couple of years so yeah it was just and not that it was bad i guess it's just kind of curious i don't know guys did we talk about the bread yet oh we did not can so- i say one thing real quick about the businesses that were there yeah so it was at uh burgundy basin Correct. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like it was just like a super, like fairly local, right? Because McArdle's and Boca Chini's are both places that are not known for garbage plates, but are right in Fairport, which is right near there. So are there other, there's other events like this? Did you guys already talk about this? No. But aren't there, isn't there like uh, the one that's at Comedy at the Carlson? Like that's a garbage plate fest too, right? So I wonder if places just don't go to both. Or or maybe the hot places are like, we don't need to waste our time because we already have solid business from, you know. Yeah, Andy, you're talking about Plate of Palooza and I did bring it up um, earlier in this podcast. So mm. I guess I'll talk about it again for Rob. Um, Plate of Palooza is, I would say... You don't have to talk about it again. No, no, no. It's good to bring up. Though. I would say Plate of Palooza was very different. Um, and I see this because I talked about this with some people when I got back. I see this as being, and I don't want to trash Plate of Palooza, but this was like a million times better than Plate of Palooza. So if I would say, because Plate of Palooza, it's hard to do like samples of garbage plates, which I think was their whole thing, but this is way better because really each place you're going to differ on the meat sauce is a big difference and it's easier to taste and try it. So I, and I heard this year, actually a lot of places dropped out of plate of Palooza. Um, so they didn't really have hardly anybody there. So I think, I think you're right. Actually, I think it is mostly, it seems like mostly local places, but they've been doing it for five years. So maybe this was the biggest year. I don't know how it's gone the other five years. It was fun. It was a good time. It was, it was very good. And, uh, oh, so Randy, the bread, you're getting into it. Um, I forgot actually about the bread, but I knew something we wanted to talk about it. It was amazing bread. Yes. It was awesome bread. <laughs> it was like that perfect. It was the best bread we've had on the show. No, oh, yeah. Ever. Period. And my only beef with the bread was that I didn't see the giant bowl of butters. And so I ate it dry, like some, peasant, <laughs> and it really was bad. And I saw you walk by the bowl of butters, but I thought you brought pocket butters again. So I didn't tell you about the bowl of butter. So that's kind of my, I didn't. Yeah. But for, for me though, too, this just solidified bread as uh as like cannon in trash plates, just because, you know, we were, we were not getting bread all the time. And so it did kind of make me question like, well, maybe bread isn't like a staple menu item. Maybe I have just been, you know, miseducated my whole life, but uh, no, this, this solidifies that you are supposed to get bread. Bread is a part of it. Anywhere that does not give you bread, don't cut them. Don't bother with it. And as I said earlier, they had baked beans, which I haven't gotten on a plate in a long time. I think I might always go baked beans from now on. It's so good on a plate. Well, in our in our last episode, Mike, didn't he say that he does all three? He'll do like mac fries, home, you know, mac salad, home fries, and a scoop of beans in there, like in the middle. So he does like the triple base, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Not a bad idea. He was very pro beans, if I recall. Of course, yeah. I listened to that like three weeks ago, which at this point feels like a year ago because <laughs> we've all been stuck in our houses. It was, it was right as things started to get crazy, like getting into Wegmans. This was like right when toilet paper was selling out everywhere. Like just things were getting really like frenetic and crazy right around that time. It was one of the last big social, quasi-normal social things that I've done, at least. That really the whole 
really the whole country has done was listen to that episode communally. Right. Yeah, it, it really started to heal the nation. I would, a lot of people are saying. <laughs> it was, it was something. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's that, I think. I, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add about this, this meat sauce fest before we get into well, just. Well, we didn't, we, Rob, we never gave our number ones. We heard Randy's number twos. Oh, we, didn't yes. our, we didn't give our number ones, which I think are the same. Yes, I, I, I thought we gave them, but maybe not. Um, yeah, my, my number one was the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar, which yep. really surprised me. I, I've been there for happy hours, and it's a nice place, but I just didn't expect them to really do such a great job with the, with the meat sauce, and I thought they crushed it. Yeah, same. My, my, and they were my number one as well. And I thought, uh, yeah, their, their meat sauce was really good. It had like a little bit of a sweet, a little bit of a spice, but, uh, but also like incorporating those kind of classic flavors of a meat sauce too, which is what they're, yeah, slightly unique twist on it, which was really good. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it went, it went well with the plate. Like I said, whereas the, the rock style was, was very good alone, but was a little too much for for a plate yeah they took like they took that sweetness and like had like it brought it to another step which was right just like a little too much yeah i would agree awesome so uh let's uh we could do a little catch-up how's your day andy oh it's good man uh i was a little busy midday when that text came through i yeah might have just come in late i think i might have missed that you know about this meeting this this podcast <laughs> that we're having so sorry about that um <laughs> No, it's a good day, and I'm looking forward to the weekend, which looks exactly the same as every other day of the week, for, uh, except this weekend, uh, my birthday's on Monday, so I'm going to have, I don't know, like get takeout or something. Maybe it, I think I might be getting a plate, actually. Nice. Ooh. Where are you going? Uh, one of my favorites that has not been reviewed, maybe we should do a podcast about it, uh blue wolf bistro mm. you know i'm Ooh. i'm team mac and cheese i've tried to tone down my pushing of mac and cheese you notice i didn't bring it up when you said baked beans being a third member of the base family uh True. you know i'm trying i'm trying to be uh side positive or base base positive so uh you know just like this podcast so i'm not gonna Keep bash any other sides but they have they have like uh fancy french fries it comes with mac and cheese it's one really good burger patty instead of just like the the two normal flat top patties that you get. Uh, it's really a good good solid plate. They call it the gastro bowl or something like that. I think. Andy, yeah. I also just uh, I really appreciate you not naming names on what side you really like don't like and want to bash. So I just want to thank you for keeping it positive. Yeah, I mean, they're they're all great, you know. They've all gotten such good marks throughout the podcast. Mac yeah. salad, very good. Baked beans, very good. I don't, I don't French think fries. We, we've never critiqued a Mac salad, I don't think. I, I certainly haven't come on the podcast with a list of those critiques saying oh, how horrible it is. I, I don't think. I can't remember. And, yeah, almost like no one has ever come on with an oddly detailed list of why they of like just listing off the things they hate about a single particular side yeah right and, and i also don't think we ever were uncertain about whether or not one of those sides was uh rotten and gave us food poisoning or gray or watery 
or have or, too much carrots and or mold maybe one time. I don't even remember. Why is that really orange? Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I Never. feel like I remember a story of the of the side in question being gray and also like yellow at the same time. Are we talking about Brighton Hots? <laughs> no, nope. we're not saying negative things. No, I just I, that was a question I can't remember. I still have like a twenty dollar uh, maybe coupon to that place. You got to get back in there. They'd probably love it if you used a gift card to get takeout right now. <laughs> oh, right, I'm never gonna so get to cheap. use it now. <laughs> oh man, touche. Yeah, not much else went on in my day. I worked worked a little bit, and then uh, I had a little happy hour with my friends, a Zoom happy hour, and, uh, you know, here we are. I made cookies. They were good. They looked good. So when you did, you, I saw, I noticed the sea salt. Did you do that after they were done or before you even put them in? I did it after. I had, <laughs> I went down a chocolate chip cookie rabbit hole today. I, I like that's I found, the kind of rabbit hole I can get behind. Yeah. Well, you guys and I have been talking about these cookies. The what is it, Jacques Torres? Jacques Torres. And um, we've, I've had a hard time gathering all the proper ingredients. So I was like looking up other, you know, I looked up that recipe to to kind of double check, you know, make sure everything I had was right as best I could. And then I found a great article, and it was someone who made the Jacques Torres cookies, and then also. It, the article was titled, I made the four famous, like, high effort chocolate chip cookie recipes. And, yeah. I, you know, the other three I had never heard of, but I'm sure that people have. And um, the person talked about, like, which one was their favorite. So there was the Jacques Torres, which is like the big discs of chocolate, yeah. which are mm -hmm. a, a very chocolate forward cookie. And then yeah. there was three three other ones. So I'll send it to you guys, but it, it they all seem to produce like different. One of them's a brown butter recipe. And one of them is you layer the dough in the chocolate. So it's got several layers. Mm. So it's supposed mm. to be like, like a croissant or something. But yeah, it, there was an hour there where I was doing some serious chocolate chip cookie research. So I made those. I put the salt, uh, the salt on afterwards because that just happened to show up in another recipe. So right when they came out of the oven, they were still kind of um, sticky or whatever on top, kind of moist on top, and I just sprinkled a little on. The Torres one also mentions the salt. Um, yeah. yeah, I believe my Word document does say uh, to, to, that it's optional, but to throw a little, a little salt on there. I think it's before you put it in the oven, but I don't think it really matters either way. So Andy, which one did you do of those four? Did you do the Torres S? I did. One? I had already made the dough. It was like chilling in the fridge. Oh, okay. So I think I read that article and I'm going to choose another one. One of the, I, I'm a brown butter fan. So I'm, I think I'm going to try that one next. Sweet. That sounds good. Yeah, it does. And yeah, please we'll, do share that link. We'll put it in the show notes, the link. <laughs> yep. Perfect. We'll put it in our show notes that are accessible. For to sure. everyone. To, everyone, to all to everyone. the listeners. <laughs> we have listener. to make our show accessible and then we can put it in the show notes. <laughs> I was. I didn't mention the, the fact that it was offline right now. Had that been brought up at all? No, no that, that yeah. did not we're get brought up. Just we some just re retooling. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working on it. You know, we're we're <laughs> playing playing with the format, as they say, right? Are we going to start talking about science fiction and not garbage plates? I don't know. Maybe. 
Are we just going to ramble about chocolate chip cookie articles? Maybe we're talking cooks, man. Talking cook articles, as people love to hear. One thing that uh, I brought up that no one's going to care about, um, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> is, so I was watching Blade Runner 2049 on, <laughs> and I also did grow a stupid looking mustache. Um, I, I was, I was, so I was watching Blade Runner 2049 on, there's like imdb.com TV. And so they had it on there for free with commercials, which I got halfway through the first commercial break and then just lost it and ordered it on Amazon. And the, the one nice thing was the second it started on Amazon, it knew exactly where I was. So I didn't have to like go like fast forwarding through. So um, I wonder how many people like just cannot stand the commercials and just do what I did because it was getting really annoying. Do you think IMDb is owned by Amazon? Like what if it's just part of their plan? Just to, Everything like... is owned by Amazon, I think. So just part of the part of the corporate cog, right? Just get people to watch it for free, make them get sick of the commercials while also getting some advertising in, and then boom, all of a sudden you're just renting a movie from them. I would be unsurprised. Yeah, they're they're really taking over everything. What <laughs> if the the visual quality on IMDb TV was like bad, so bad that it makes you like think your TV's broken, so you buy a new one of those on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it was good. Um, the gauze was killing it, you know, in the future. And it was good. Have you guys seen that movie? I know Pat has not. I have not. I own it. I've owned it for about two years. I have not watched it yet. You're letting that movie mellow. That's right. <laughs> like a fine wine, man. How about those plugs? <laughs> oh man cutting off the show do you have a video game session you got to get to randy nope i have nothing to do tonight i'm just trying to plug something um that i really am excited about what do you like and to plug? he's also trying to keep this he noticed rob's silky smooth pivot to science fiction that did not take because <laughs> no one had seen the movie guys i could talk more about how you could order something on imdb the app and it goes you pick it up on amazon Randy, go ahead. Yeah, what are you plugging, Randy? Um, are we doing plugs right now? Yeah, let's plug stuff. All right. Uh, I want to plug Nailed It, the TV show, because it's hilarious. Uh, have you guys seen it? Yes. I've, yeah, I've seen an episode or two. So it actually comes full circle around to Jacques Torres, because he's one of the judges on there. Um, and he's very funny. He's gotten into his thing, his role now. Um, but you can apply for the show. So I'm throwing out a quarantine challenge to Rob, Pat, and Andy. I say all four of us apply to be on season five of Nailed It. It just opened up a couple days ago to apply. Being filmed Uh, in 2023? uh, I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) But, But the application has, I think, 49 questions on it. Um, and then you have to take a video of yourself uh, reading the instructions for something you're going to bake, baking it, taking it out of the oven, and then like explaining it. And it should be something that you can decorate. And it's got to be a 10-minute video or less. Are we supposed to be bad at baking in this video or good at baking in this video? I think we want to be bad. They kind of said just be yourself. They don't want professional bakers, but they want somebody who knows a little bit about baking. But yeah, you're supposed to be kind of bad. Okay. Um, I actually have my own like nailed it story over uh, like over Christmas time. 
yeah, you know, that's when I found like the Jacques Torres cookie recipe. So I like kind of got, was like into this little baking kick. And so I tried to make a, uh, a bouche de Noel. It's just like a, uh, oh, a, like, yeah. cream, a cream log. Um, <laughs> and and uh, it did not go well. I, like I got it baked, but I probably, I think I just didn't make the, uh, the base of the log like thick enough. So it, uh, when I went to roll it, it just like fell apart, like burst at the seams. There's like the like filling was falling out all over the place. So I was able, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. I think I still have it, but I have a picture of like what it's supposed to look like and then what mine looked like. And it was definitely like a nailed it style, uh, That's when style you experience. Just start making cake pops. Yeah. Did it just taste good? Into little balls. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It still tasted pretty good. Yeah. It was, like it tasted, I think, I think good. So you think remember. the cake was your problem because you couldn't really roll it? It wasn't like spring. Yeah, well, you're supposed, you're supposed to use like a jelly roll pan, which is like a little different than like a normal baking sheet. And I don't think I used the right pan and, and yeah. or the right dimensions because I think it was a little bigger than what it was supposed to be, which would make the cake, you know, thinner and a little not quite as robust. So because that was all it was, was when I just went to roll it, it just like broke apart. So I don't think it was like thick enough. Yeah. That sounds so this, exactly right. This is actually just a baking podcast now. <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm in. Yeah, same. So uh, any, other, any other plugs, Randy? Is that your main plug? I have to have more than one plug. I thought you'd be impressed with one. <laughs> I, I mean, I brought two, but. <laughs> Andy, Pat, plugs at all? Yeah, I, I got a plug. Uh, I'm going to plug... Uh, a favorite restaurant of mine we were able well actually i guess two plugs then so a just ordering takeout in general right now just to try to support a support your local economy but especially the food service industry taking a huge hit um but uh specifically we ordered fish fries from schmegs tonight uh and it was so good they for their sides like they had a huge variety of sides uh including uh fried mac and cheese which was awesome uh, the fish fry batter was awesome. Even like their tartar sauce tasted better than like regular tartar sauce. So highly plugging Schmegs specifically. Shout out fries. to uh, podcast listener Nick, right? For the he yeah. had put put the menu out on Facebook today, and I think he he sent us some pictures of that last week. It looked good. Yes, and Nick is like a he's a fairly regular I think order of Schmegs because he lives pretty close to them. So he's, he's a Schmegs hound for sure. Yes, huge Schmegs hound. So you guys made the, the drive out there, huh? That's kind of a hike. Yeah, it was. Uh, it actually wasn't too bad because there's not any traffic ever anymore. So, uh, like, I went right at 5 o'clock, which is normally rush hour, and it was very easy getting there and back. Nice. Well, Andy, any uh, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, at, seeing as I was late to the podcast and extremely unprepared to talk about everything, I was inspired by Randy's plug. Oh. I, I was going to plug the host of Nailed It is Nicole Byer. Is that yeah. right? <clears throat> so I, she's like a frequent guest of podcasts that I listen to. And I like her new podcast that is called Newcomers. And it's her and Lauren Lapkus. They watch the, they just finished the original nine Star Wars. All their episodes came out about the, they're watching Star Wars movies for the first time. And yeah. every time they have a guest on another comedian, who is like a Star Wars fan and it's all people that we like from different podcasts and it's very funny and I'm not a huge Star Wars fan so I think it's funny because I, I just re- happened to rewatch them a, like a month or two ago and then yeah. I started listening to the podcast so that was funny but also 
is Randy like gaming us with this? Because he knows he's like a family legacy for getting on cooking shows, baking shows specifically. Oh, yeah. well, this show is about bad bakers. So oh, yeah, your sister was on a show about good bakers. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. I feel like this is this is more my uh, wheelhouse here. <laughs> you could you could leverage that to your your advantage though, and be like, my sister is known for baking. I want to show her up. So get me on there. Well, it's funny because like I watch a show with Laurel, who is also a baker, and the one guy they have two ovens, one above each other, and I guess there are different types of ovens. And the one guy puts it in the wrong oven, and <laughs> she's laughing. And I don't know what's so funny because I don't. I there's so many things I don't understand what what's so bad about in the show. So like I really don't know much at, about baking at all. One's convection, right? Probably. Yeah, one's a convection <laughs> oven. Yeah, which. I really don't know much beyond that. And I wouldn't know which one know, is the convection one. Yeah, I know it just heats differently, but yeah, I don't know. It circulates the air faster. There's a fan built in, right? Sure. Isn't that like an air, I think an air fryer is a convection oven, essentially. So you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if I were to guess. <laughs> so I have, I have three plugs for this. Oh one. my God. Oh, you said you had two a minute ago. Wait, wait four. Um, no, the Bob's not even recording this. He's just so lonely that he just <laughs> not people to talk to right now. You know what? I, I am recording plugs. it. And that is also true, though. If um, I keep doing plugs, they have to keep talking to me. <laughs> okay, you know what? Now it's six plugs. <laughs> so the first plug is for, for Bill, Brian, and Joe at Dickies. Thanks again for getting us those tickets, guys. Um, it was It was awesome. I love Dickies. They have the best chicken fingers I think I've ever had. So um, I, I think they're closed currently because of the, the you know, pandemic. But when they reopen, I'm going to be getting some fingers there. Um, the second thing I want to plug is bookshop.org. It is basically- I just read about that. Yeah, it's this, it's this website that is kind of competing with Amazon, but it, it's, it's basically like a fulfillment website that is supporting local bookshops. So it might be a little more expensive than Amazon, but they're helping out local bookshops instead of going to the machine that is Amazon. So um, bookshop.org, pretty cool, pretty cool site. And then the last thing I want to plug is the Insult Fart Knocker. Uh, I was watching The <laughs> Sopranos season one, episode three, and one kid called another kid a fart knocker. And I was like, man, that's such a great insult. I, I, you know what? I think that might be kind of like uh, crew neck sweatshirts. I think we might have the return of the fart knocker. So keep an ear out for that. I actually have an insult plug too. I, uh, I've been a big fan of knob recently. Just calling somebody a knob. Uh, it's just good. <laughs> just makes me chuckle every time. Right. I'm with oh, you. Man, that dude's such a knob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy, Randy, do you guys have any insult plugs you'd like to plug? I like calling somebody a fart knob. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Oh, yeah. amazing. Kinda, it's like my, my uh, two insults that are tied for first and second. I put them <laughs> so together second. and it becomes fart knob. Okay. I like it. Andy? Well, I, I think that's enough for now. I don't, I don't do <laughs> that much insulting these days. So I'll, I'll bank all three of those. I'm more of a classics type of guy. Okay, fair enough. I'm not and sure what that means it, necessarily. He's keeping but... it positive. Keeping it positive for everybody. Yeah, we I are. won't. I won't be naming which insults. 
I don't like, that's for sure. <laughs> that's extra positive. Okay. Well, on, on that note, I, I think this has been a fairly successful virtual podcast and, and uh, we'll be recording more in the future. Maybe. <laughs> so yep. we'll, we'll, we'll be chatting with you guys in the, in the possibly near future. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Randy and Rob, and sometimes a guest. Just hit that stop button, Rob. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Any, no, anytime you're ready. But, hold, hold on. Wait. Again, if he doesn't hit stop, we wait, have wait, to stay one, on and talk. I've got one more plug. Um, <laughs>